Thank you for tuning in to the First Gen Hunter Podcast, the go-to resource for those seeking to establish a foundation in hunting knowledge, skills, and tactics. Happy Saturday, First Gen Nation. I'm not saying this is some new kind of, uh, you know, tradition where I record and release these things on Saturdays, but it worked well this week. As I've uh, said before, one of the reasons we're going to the Campfire Chronicle series is not just to switch things up, put a new shine on the podcast, but to make it a little bit more manageable for all the different things I got going on right now. And so uh, for this week, I was hoping to have it done on Thursday for you like normal, but Saturday it is. And it's a good one because it's Labor Day weekend. So hopefully this podcast finds you well and celebrating the three-day weekend. Hopefully you get a three-day weekend. My wife doesn't get a three-day weekend. She has to work this weekend. So it's me here with the kids and the dog. So if you hear any craziness going on in the background, that would be why. But uh, no, I hope your I hope your weekend is filled with all kinds of fun plans and uh, relaxation, and uh, maybe even a little dove hunting. I've gotten out a little bit, and so far the only two doves that have flown over in my very little dove hunting that I've done in my front yard. Uh, Jonas was talking to me, and uh, I was distracted and missed our only opportunity so far. So hopefully that uh, picks up. I have a friend coming over on Monday morning, and uh, hopefully. Uh, we can, uh, you know, bag a few. I'm, I'm really hungry for some doves and I've uh, been looking at all kinds of recipes and everything. And I got some new things I want to try now. I just got to get some doves. So hopefully that'll, that'll happen. But this is the new installment and, uh, of the campfire chronicle series still be, you know, ran like a regular episode in a lot of ways, but you'll notice that there's no ads in the middle or anything like that. Those kind of come at the end where uh, we're just talking as a group. It's supposed to be a lot of fun, and hopefully it feels like, you know, you're there at hunting camp enjoying yourself with us. So I'm not saying this is going to be a regular thing where it's coming out on Saturdays, but uh, we're going to try and get one of these out at least every week so that we can go back to some way, shape, and form of an every week podcast for you and, uh, you know, maybe make it a little bit more fun by having this feel of sitting around the old campfire at deer camp picking on each other, having some good laughs, talking about some serious stuff, um, addressing some timely matters, and, uh, you know, just overall getting us excited about hunting season. So with that, let's go ahead and let's roll right into episode number 66, a Campfire Chronicle kickoff here on the First Gen Hunter podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Welcome to the first installment of a new project, a project that is so special that it could only be named by one of our favorite people here on the First Gen Hunter podcast, and he is here with us right now, Alex Gruen. You came up with the name, man. You get to say it. 
Campfire Chronicles. That's right. This is <laughs> sounds great. I, I like it, man. <laughs> sounds really good. And uh, you know, I hope uh, Dan Johnson doesn't like think we're copying off of him with the whole oh, nine oh. nine fingers <laughs> chronicles. You know, that's the that's yeah. the interview that's actually going to drop right before this. And um, you know, I in that interview he he uh, was kind enough to answer a question that has been lingering in my brain ever since I learned about his uneven number of fingers. And, uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys know I had to ask. <laughs> oh no. I have, I have no scruples. Uh, I, <laughs> I had to ask how it happened and it is a crazy story that just like made me like cringe in my seat a little bit, but, uh, I'm not going to give it away because, uh, uh, you know, people that they really want to know then they got to go back and listen to the episode that releases right before this one but we're gonna try something (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna try something new yeah it's a good story it's a really good story it's uh it's like wow i really see how that could have happened to anyone (laughs) but um (laughs) which makes it more like cringy you know because now it makes you Mm -hmm. makes you a little fearful especially while i'm uh busy running chop saws and table saws Pretty much oh, every other day right now, getting my house all fixed oh, up. Goodness, <laughs> but uh, but it, actually, you know what? I got a great, I got a great table saw finger loss story oh. for you, and it actually oh, it, it has <laughs> it has to do with hunting too. This is, it all ties in together. I I had a boss back in my uh, janitorial days during uh, the college years in the summer. I'd work as a janitor at the high school I graduated from. And uh, my boss, we were, is actually kind of like a janitor slash maintenance. And uh, of course, you know, the, the maintenance stuff was usually more fun. And I think I was on a particular maintenance run with the boss and we were just sitting there talking while he was driving. And he told me that, uh, he was working in his garage one day and, uh, something happened and I, I, I still don't see how somebody could do this because you'd think after like the first one you would just like stop unless you were just working so fast i mean i just i don't know but he took all four fingers off in one oh, foul oh. swoop no, it's a, <laughs> no. no this isn't a one finger story it's like a hand no. he took oh, all man. four of them that good. off and uh Here's the craziest part of this. Uh, Alex Earhart and Jake will understand the, the the significance of this, but he had all four fingers reattached in the small town of Monmouth, Illinois. Now, oh. is that <laughs> really? a drywall screw in there or what? <laughs> I don't know, but he, and they're fully functional now. And, and, uh, I was say successful. Yeah. Successful. The, all four of them <laughs> took and, uh, they, st- they stitched them all back on at the Mammoth oh hospital and, uh, a town through. of, you know, what, what is Mammoth? Maybe 10, 15,000 people max. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, that's that's you know whoever that surgeon was you know my hats off to to them but and, that's and, some good advertising right there you could use <laughs> that's right man it, the the proof is in the pudding there for sure you know exactly. you want to see how good i am take a look at this guy's hand <laughs> a little before and after picture yep. oh man but but um yeah so had all four of his fingers reattached but here's where hunting ties into this i was like you know i'm sitting there 
you know, 20 year old, just like in disbelief at what I was just told partly, you know, like ready to like pass out from just picturing the whole situation and everything. But, uh, he's like, so then I have to ask, of course, well, did it like hurt really bad? You know, <laughs> some, stu- <laughs> some stupid like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so the the answer to that question was obvious and so then the next question was well does it still like hurt and uh he's like you know actually it doesn't feel too bad but uh every winter when i'm out deer hunting and it's like a really cold day i get this terrible bone pain in all of those fingers mm. where they were uh they were uh like jake said i don't know what they did I, I doubt it was drywall screws, but, um, it, however they got yeah. those babies attached again, uh, that at that joint now, uh, quite a lot of pain when he's sitting out there in the old tree stand. But anyways, that's a huh. long, that's a long rabbit trail from how we came up with camp, <laughs> campfire chronicles, it's but, a good chronicle, <laughs> but who doesn't Way love to get started? Yeah, that's right. As long as it doesn't happen to us, who doesn't like a good story like that? You know, it's always interesting. Oh, but uh, yeah, I I wear a. Uh, we've talked about wearing the old Quelo rings, Alex. You're like the Quelo king. Uh, you, oh uh, yeah. You got all those uh, Quelo rings. I've had mine on ever since I started. Uh, usually, I just wear it during hunting season because you know I don't want to pop a finger off cl- falling off of a tree stand or something. But um, I've been wearing them while I've been working on the house just because I'm using so many different tools and and things like that, and so I don't want to get snagged up on something. But anyways. <laughs> Campfire Chronicles. <laughs> the 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 reason for the Campfire Chronicle series is uh, there's many, but number one is uh, just talking with Alex and and talking with Brandon and I'm sure a few others. Uh, we we thought it'd be good to freshen things up a little bit, and um, you know we we hit the interviews pretty hard, and we get some really high quality people on here interviewing and and uh, just blown away by the content they bring but that kind of almost makes the podcast a little bit too rigid at times i think i mean i guess i'm not a very rigid person but uh i i uh, like to screw around a lot obviously but i don't know it's just kind of a formal podcast a lot of times so i thought it'd be kind of fun to throw in this wrinkle and then you know we're gonna shoot for an every other week occurrence but the second reason is I'm like really busy right now. <laughs> I've been, uh, I just got done moving. You guys know that well. And, um, been working on the new place and, uh, hunting seasons coming up, got a new job, of course. And, um, these are going to be a little bit easier to edit. I'm hoping. So we're going to try and hit you every other week instead of just doing a one podcast every two weeks. We'll try and fill in the gap with some good old, you know, sitting around the campfire type of feel at hunting camp. And so even though we're all miles away from each other right now, we get to come together over the common bond of loving the outdoors. And uh, so that's what we're going to do. But um, yeah, good name, Alex. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you're welcome. (laughs) I guess I, I guess I owe you. (laughs) He thought long and hard about it. It was, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at my fire pit right now. It's just great. <laughs> just it just jumped right into your head. Oh, I did. I, I got two tents in the backyard right now. I got the campfire. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm living the dream. 
Very good. Very good. Well, uh, you know, speaking of owing you one, I told you I was going to send you a first gen hunter t-shirt and hat and it's still sitting on my uh, kitchen counter right now, but that's kind of like how all of my promises are right now. You know, I (laughs) I promise to do something and then like weeks later I get around (laughs) to following through. Uh, I'm trying people. I'm trying, I'm trying. Did did you promise to have the bathroom done in a period of time or no? Oh, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> but speaking of uh, which, awesome. speaking of which, we have running water into the shower project. I will. Uh, I was actually planning to post some some pictures of the finished project tonight, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll get around to that or not. Uh, the kids are uh, excited to uh, give it a try. Try out the new, the new, uh, <laughs> the new shower that we've worked so hard on. But you know, the biggest pain in the neck with, with that was several times we thought we were like going to finish it and uh we found out that we'd made some grave mistake and had to pull like almost everything apart multiple times we even got to the point yesterday where i had my wife do all the caulking around the the seams and everything and then i realized i didn't put together the uh <laughs> the like water control thing you know like they, they call it the, the mixing <laughs> oh, no. valve and so I had to peel the panel back down and oh. uh, scrape all the glue off and uh, pull all the screws out, rip all the caulking off. Oh, man. Yuck. Uh, yeah. Trial and error right there. <laughs> That's right. There's been a lot of trial and error. A lot now of trial Now you'll put a shower together in no time. <laughs> don't, no, don't even get any ideas. If you, <laughs> Although I guess I do owe Alex one for coming up with the whole campfire chronicles thing so all right alex if you oh, need geez. a shower put together you know maybe i can come <laughs> De- <up>. definitely not <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't exactly call myself handy but <laughs> good at trial nope. and error maybe yeah well we'll skip that don't you worry <laughs> yeah well anyways i'm glad i got it in before uh the start of this coming week for for multiple reasons because you know tomorrow's the first day with students back um, Alex Earhart also works in education. He's already been, uh, he's already been rolling with a uh, regular school year at this point. So, uh, he knows what I'm talking uh, about here, but, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Way too early. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it does, uh, it does give you that little extra week at Christmas that I no longer get at my new district. Yeah. I'm, uh. I'm down to pretty much, uh, little over one week at, at Christmas, which I know for a lot of people, Oof. they don't even get that, but you know, I was right. kind of getting kind of used to it. You know, that was my late muzzle loader and pheasant hunting time, you know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, but, uh, no, I start that this week. Yeah. So it, uh, it's going to be a, a busy week, but, uh, also, um, it's going to be really hot this week. And oh. so not only would I not have had time to carry the shower across the home stretch, but I would have to be working on it with like these hundred degree temperatures that are rolling in. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad that it's done, but that's kind of, uh, you know, if we're going to have any kind of topic throughout this, obviously we've just been kind of messing around for, for the first part of this, but we thought we'd bring Alex Earhart back on. Cause he's kind of our resident camping, hiking and associated gear expert that we uh lean on from time to time here on the podcast uh, actually he uh 
Alex came on and uh, gave us a rundown for the opposite situation, <laughs> which is how not yeah. to, f- to freeze to death. And it was like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was like maybe even freezing rain or something while we were talking to you while that was going on. More than likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, we, we uh, had that whole conversation, but we're going to talk about not sweating to death. <laughs> and that's something that uh, Alex has done a ton of hiking and camping in the summers in a lot of different environments. And um, Alex Gruen might even have a good story he could share about when he nearly uh, sweated to death. I think it was in uh, Nevada, wasn't it, Alex? Oh, yeah. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so we, hot at night. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and let's, let's just kind of, let's, you know what, let's roll with that first. Let's kind of paint the yeah. picture here. And then we can kind of lean on the two Alexes for uh, some advice for handling the heat because uh you know when we're looking at how does this really apply to hunting season somebody might be asking that you know it's like well is the hunting <laughs> season in the fall well yeah but uh you know some like brandon out there in delaware deer season opens up in like less than two weeks and it's still going to be pretty hot in september and uh you know, like Alex's story that he's about to share with us, that was during hunting season, but also just, uh, even some scouting, you know, you can, you can be out wandering a forest, checking trail cameras or putting up stands and be sweating a whole lot more than you realize. And, uh, you can get yourself into kind of a dangerous situation. So I think it's a, even though we do spend most of our time in the best weather parts of the year, I would say, uh, you know, that October, even even like late September is really nice. Usually it's starting to cool off and, and early November. That's some pretty moderate weather for at least the Midwest, but but um or mild weather, I guess I should say. But uh there are parts of the season where yeah, it could be downright miserable. And so Alex, how would you kind of paint the picture of that for your uh, experience that you shall we say survived <laughs> in uh, Nevada? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, all I was thinking about was, you know, the reality that people people hunt in different parts of the country. So somebody thinking, hey, you know, how can you be that hot? Well, if you if you haven't hunted in Nevada or or Arizona, that's that's where it's that hot. You know, you're you're hunting early season. It could easily be a hundred a hundred and ten out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and there's no water. Uh, or, or there is very minimal water. So you're trying to find, you know, a, a Creek if you're out in the middle of nowhere, but yeah, <clears throat> my story was, was related to scouting. I took a, I took a client out and it was kind of his first setup for a backpack hunt. So we tried to emulate the hunt as much as possible. We went out two weeks before the season started and we had, I don't know, 30 pounds in our packs. And, and we went into an area where the weather said it was going to be like, 88 so i wasn't like too worried about it Hmm. and the weather ended up being like 108 and and we were we were higher up in elevation which was surprising that it would be that hot and it, it was it was it was tough because you didn't realize how much you're sweating so when you're in that high desert hot you know dry climate you're sweating and you have no clue that you're sweating. The, the only oh. way that you'll see is, is if you take like, if you have a dark shirt on and you take it off at any point in time, you're just going to see sweat rings that are just white 
all over your clothes. And that's the only time that you'll realize that just, oh. I just been sweating for hours. So man, it, it, you know, brutal, brutal experience. Uh, I ended up having to, we had what, two liters of water a piece and we only went out for a few hours, but, uh, I ended up finding a cave <laughs> at the side of this, like cliff mountain, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, we ended up sitting in the cave for three hours until I got darker. And then a storm actually ended up coming through, cooled it down. And then we ended up going back to my, uh, my Jeep because I don't think I would have made it back in that heat. And uh, I didn't want to run out of water and risk anything. So, you know, I caution everybody on that heat, but also, oh, it's, it's super tough to hunt in that kind of weather. And, and people don't realize how hard that is on your body. And, and it's, it's a, it's a mental ordeal. Man, it, it didn't take long, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no. I'm yeah. like uh, whistling the Gilligan's Island music in my head, you know. <laughs> yep. A three-hour yep. scouting tour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that could have gotten that could have gotten real ugly. That's like exactly. You ever? Do you guys remember that show that used to be on? I think it was on the Discovery Channel. Jake, you'll remember it because Dad used to watch it like all the time. It's like I shouldn't be alive. You ever see that show? Yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there there was a lot of stories that were just exactly like that. You know, oh, I was just going out for a short hike. And then somebody, you know, they get not in your case, you knew, at least you knew where you're going. But it'll be like somebody who goes and they, they bring like one plastic water bottle with them and uh, yeah. they get lost or something. And they're like hiking in Death Valley. And, uh, you know, they're almost dying of thirst, like a mile from the parking lot or something like that. And, uh, yep. it, it, it just, the, the switch flips really quick, you know, when you're, you're in those dire situations. So obviously rule number one, know where you're going <laughs> and, Oh yeah, and, uh, rule number two, uh, have plenty of water before you leave. And so thankfully you guys had a couple of liters. So two liters, that's basically two Nalgene's, right? Is that right, yeah. Alex? Yeah, you know, now that I, I I had a I had a two liter platypus, and then I had another bottle of water in my pack. I mean, I I packed for hot weather. Yeah, yeah. But but to that point, I mean, we were prepared. I was just not prepared for a twenty degree difference in expected heat because I would have never been out there in the first place if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> you know? that that should probably be rule number one there too. You know, if you know, obviously that wasn't the situation here because the weather totally changed on him. But if you, if you're like, maybe you're on vacation and so you feel the time crunch, you're like, well, it's not really ideal to be out there, but this is my time. No, don't, don't risk it. <laughs> don't go out yeah. when it's 108 Thanks. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's the one that's a, that's a huge key in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now I do got to ask because Alex Earhart's going to start running us on some gear here in a second, but was the chafing situation severe at 108 degrees, Alex? <laughs> no, <laughs> but but I will I will add in a couple of things because this is actually a legitimate question, believe it or not. Uh, there is a product called Monkey Butt that yep. works really really well, and Ooh. there are a pair of boxers. Uh, the company's called Saks S A X X. And they have what they call like a ballpark hammock. Oh and, and it is 
specifically designed for hiking and not chafing your legs and they are legit so i would highly suggest that you guys get a pair <laughs> Order, uh, yeah, ordering right now get underwear made for it i'm glad i'm not the only one that's right no, I, I'm, I'm totally with you you gotta have the right underwear when you're out there <laughs> oh yeah Kent used yeah. to have a pair of underwear he'd always wear to work with us that he would wear multiple days in a row because he swore by them in the hot weather. Oh, that's that epic. Disgusting. We we found we we found something new about Kent today. <laughs> All right, in my defense, we were black topping okay. <laughs> It wasn't That's exactly a, it wasn't exactly a clean work environment. <laughs> Neither is roaming around the desert. Let's That's be honest. Right. Yeah, if you were backpacking, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be packing in a separate pair of underrooskies for every day of the trip. <laughs> Shoot, I went seven days this this summer a couple times. Oh man, it's a it's I a. You would have wear holes in them. Pretty ripe by that time. <laughs> oh yeah, that's where you got to hang them, hang them inside out on a tree for a few hours. <laughs> when you get home, they go through two loads of water. Oh, there you go. You go like wading uh, through a through a pristine trout stream, and all the trout downstream of you just like go go belly up. Belly up. <laughs> Oh, that's epic. Oh, man. Uh, well, well, with that, tell us about some gear aside from our underwear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. I, I mean, because right now, with like like we were talking about, is where what your environment is and everything. And for me back here uh, in Illinois, in the Midwest, um, and for people, but for people, we won't be starting until October, but even then we'll have some warm temperatures, but for people starting in September and stuff like that, when you're still going to have the hot days out there, uh, but usually around this time of the year, at least around here, it may be hot during the day, but then it cools off pretty good at night to where if you get a good sweat going during the day and you don't do anything about it, then when it starts cooling down, you'll start getting a little bit cooler, uh, and you'll get a little bit cold then, but I would, you know, when it's hot out, but you're hunting, you got to have, you know, you're usually decked out from head to toe in gear. So you're, you're not going out in short sleeves, at least around here, I'm wearing still long sleeves. So yeah, I like to wear, uh, for long sleeves, just the, the dry, uh, the dry fit, I think it's called, it's this, is the wicking one that's real light, uh, lightweight. Mm -hmm. And that looks really good. I wear, you know, just usually a t-shirt underneath that. Uh, once again, I, if it's hot out, I don't wear cotton, um, it just soaks up the sweat and everything. So I try to wear a wicking shirt underneath it, just short sleeve. But in my backpack, I will bring, you know, a sweatshirt in case at night it starts getting cooler. If you're staying out later, it just depends on the environment that you're in. But, um, you know, when it's warmer out during the day, but then it gets cool at cooler at night, that's just something that you got to be prepared for. Um, but I like, like I, I love for socks as far as keeping your feet, not they don't you know they they look pretty good is the darn tough socks and they had they have ones and uh even uh smart wool too uh they've got actual hunting socks for hunting i've got some of those um and it all depends on where you're at once again as far as bugs and this and that but by this time of the year they're starting to go down um so yeah i i, I usually wear the calf socks for if i'm doing a lot of walking 
I've gone mm. to where I like over the calf, uh, knee high socks, uh, just for the circulation. As you get older, as I'm getting older, <laughs> I'm finding that helps out. And, uh, to be honest, I actually, for hiking a lot, I've, uh, um, especially like up in the North woods, uh, where I did last summer, uh, last up the summer, the ticks are real bad. So I, I've gotten to where I wear, um, I've got some camouflage ones. I've got just basic ones, but tights underneath the hiking tights underneath the pants, or if oh, you just nice. wear shorts over top. And there was one trail we got off of, and I had probably 20 ticks on my legs, but they oh. were all in the tights. And so I just brushed them off and got them off. But it was a really ticky season this year. So I, but I enjoy that stuff. And cause if there are any, bug, any bugs left around, um, you can put the hood up and then it's just your face. You got to really worry about. And, um, if you wanted to get a little netting for that, but by time, you know, at night, those are starting to go down and you're not having to worry about that anymore. But, you know, like I said, just, I, th- there's plenty of hiking there, or hunting pants out there that, um, are real lightweight out for, my fall, now that I'm starting early, because this is the first year I've ever bow hunted uh, for deer starting October 1st. Last year I started after shotgun season. Mm. So I'm just going to use my uh, some of my turkey pants for warm weather turkey hunting sure. and uh, lightweight pants. Um, you know, it's just, it's having the right gear for, I, I feel initially you may have to put out some money to get and even then you you can find a lot of things on sale if you wait to the right time and this and that. But in my opinion, it's all about having different gear for different types of weather. And you're going to be very happy if you're trying to use the same gear for all sorts of different weather. That's where you can, it, it can be done, but I like personally, I like to have it to where I have specific pieces of gear for the temperatures that are out there. And if it's going to range a little bit, I may bring in in my backpack a few things for colder or warmer weather just if it fluctuates a little bit. But right now, like uh, the other Alex was saying, is if it's going to be hot out, bring your water, you know. And Hmm. one of our – on the different expeditions I've been on, starting with the one in college, the biggest thing was the little slogans, it's funny, but is be proud to pee. You know, you want to be peeing a lot. (laughs) And it sucks when when you hunt, but if it's hot out, you want to be drink. You've got to be drinking water. And I found out even cause I'm, I'm a huge water drinker and I've been, I was having issues with different things and I actually started drinking the, uh, the Pedialyte advanced and going with, uh, there's also some tablets called salt sticks mm-hmm. and they, it's a quick, just like, I got a cat coming up here. <laughs> I'm starting to cry. What an idiot! But um, yeah. So uh, he, uh, but yeah. So the the Pedialyte Advanced, I love. It's high in sodium, and that's one of the biggest things. I mean, when you sweat, you see the white ring, the white marks. That's that's sodium, you know, that you're losing out of your body and different different things. So I've gotten away from the Gatorade because it's real sugary. And it doesn't. And when you look at it, it, doesn't it's not high in sodium, and potassium's a good one. So I've gone, like I said, the Pedialyte Advanced and the salt sticks. So you can have tons of water. If you have what you think is plenty of water, and then you add that to the equation as well, um, you're gonna be, it's going to help out a lot. And I've noticed immense differences just in this summer alone. Because like I said, when I was up north, it was very uh, hot. It was, it mm. was unusually hot this summer uh, up in the north woods. And um, with all all the ticks and the mosquitoes, all the bugs, 
I, I when I'm up there, I usually wear, you know, all pants and a long sleeve shirt with the hood. And that's in hot weather even. So I was really having to watch the summer, even though it's you're like, well, it's northern Minnesota. It's not that big a deal. It was like, well, you know, when it's 80, 90 degrees and the heat index is up there and you're down in the woods where it's real, it can get even hotter Yeah, and everything I had, I was really watching and you're covered head to toe. You're not in shorts. You're not trying to, you're not cooling off. But the one thing that I've always been told as weird as it sounds is like you see people out in the desert or out in hot, hot temperatures covered head to toe. And if the temperature is hotter, warmer than your body temperature, then it's good to wear head to toe and try to reflect that sun off of you. Um, mm. So that's why you see people head to toe covered in the real hot weather. Um, so I would wear that. So I would real, I would be real warm. I mean, you're, I was putting in long distances and going, you know, putting it at a quick pace. And so I was really watching it and that actually worked out a lot. And the, a lot of the trails I was on didn't have access, even though you're, you're in the land of 10,000 lakes. I didn't have, there was a lot of times I didn't have access to water till maybe the end of the day. So from morning to night, I was having to go off of what I hauled in with me. <clears throat> and so combining with the electrolytes and the sodium and the potassium, it really, really helped. Um, so make sure you have not enough water for whatever conditions you're in. If it's going to be really hot, bring more water. Um, if, if you have access to water, use it. Um, yeah. You have, if you don't, if it's not good water, bring bring a filter. There's so many different types of filters now that are, are small that can go. Or some of them fit in the palm of your hand that you can use out there on the, you know, when you're out on the woods in, in the tra- on the trails, whatever. Um, but if you don't have access to water, bring plenty of water with you. Take that into the equation when you're thinking about the weight that you're putting on your back. Yeah, yeah, all all uh, really good tips there, and uh, you know one of the things you mentioned that I never even thought of was uh, like foot care. You know, uh, you probably get yeah, some, I, pr- some pretty good trench foot going. You know, you can, you- and I when it's warm weather out, when it starts getting cold, I like to be able to have my toes move around a little bit more freely and rub up against each other. But I, I mean, silly little things that I thought that I thought were silly, like the tights, like I said. Um, I've actually found I can put in longer distances and those, my, my legs feel fresher after that. It's the weirdest thing, but also was, um, it is the, the foot care is I use those, um, the toe socks for my, as just a liner sock. And then I put another pair over top and I found no blisters at all. Um, those have gone away big time with those individual toes. It's weird, um, as using those as a liner, but. Yeah, you just want to have your feet be able to breathe. So if you're not going to be getting into wet conditions, make sure you're not wearing waterproof boots mm. or whatever you're wearing on your on your feet. If you're going to be having some water, depending on what you want to do with that, um, there's there's different options, and uh, you can. <laughs> I've found seal skins, which I absolutely love. They're a type of sock that's rubberproof. And, or waterproof and it's water it's rubber inside it's got rubber membrane and then um wicking material on the two sides and i wear that over the toe socks and so i can i'll wear the non-waterproof boots then and if you're going through creeks whatever you can just cruise right through uh huh. it's gonna slosh for a few, it's gonna slosh maybe for a quarter mile whatever a little bit and by then if you have if you have the non-waterproof boots 
the water's going to eventually, eventually come out and your feet are dry. Um, and then you don't have to slow down to take off your boots, to put on sand, to put on Crocs, sandal, whatever you're using to cross. Um, if you have the waterproof boots, if the water's too high, then the water gets in there and it will stay in there. So you might as well take it off anyway. So I've, I have different, I've learned different things that work for myself. Um, other people probably have their own thing, but if you're not going to be coming into water, I would not use waterproof boots because then your huh. feet breathe even much more, that much more. Usually they're waterproof with Gore-Tex and they say they breathe, but if you wear the uh, Gore-Tex ones and then compare them to non-Gore-Tex, you will feel a little bit more cooler. But my feet have never been a big issue for me as far as getting too hot or too cold. So I hear people talk about quite a bit and I really haven't had experienced that. So, but that's what I find personally speaking. Hmm. That's a that's a great little tip there. I guess I never would have even thought of that. I I always wondered why do they even make non waterproof shoes? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was always wearing waterproof, and then I'd go through a creek, and if it gets up above the your boot, it's like, well, what does this do? What good does this do? You know, I mean, right. if you're just walking in dewy conditions and this and that, and it's raining, great. Water the waterproof boots are awesome. Um, so I do, I do wear them. Uh, when I need to, when I know I'm not going to come across any water, but it's just for dew or rain purposes. I'll, if I know it's going to be bad weather like that, then I will still wear them for that, for that purpose. Um, sure. some, I, I wear gaiters, um, depending on the conditions, but I've gotten to where you can wear the sport. You can wear just like basic gaiters. They're real short and it's for just trail running or hiking, or you can get the real bit long ones. If you're going to be out in a lot of different conditions and depending on where you're hunting at too, I don't have to worry about snakes around here, but if you're worrying about any sorts of snakes, if you're down south, um, you're, they definitely make gators for, you know, snake guards for your boots or make snake boots uh, for hunting and stuff like that. So um, definitely when I was down, um, where was I? Uh, Red River Gorge uh, down in Kentucky, uh, we came across several copperheads and it's like, oh, that's different because we don't have those up here. Yeah. So it's, All right. it's a little unnerving when you see those. Um, so yeah. So if you have to deal with those, then they make gear for that as well. So, yep. Yeah. yeah. All, all really good information for sure. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, if you're going to take something away from this podcast, plenty of water, chafe, <laughs> chafe proof underoos. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and, great. and only wear waterproof shoes when needed. Let the tootsies breathe, man. Let them breathe. Yep. yep. That's good. That's good. If you if you don't have snow on the ground, like for hunting, if you got snow on the ground, then obviously you know you know what you want to do. Um, but when it's normal weather, I mean, they're like I said, they're good for purposes. But the non waterproof are very good as well. If if you have your feet ready for them, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great tip, really good tip. Well, we're nearing the end of this one, and there's one other thing I wanted to uh, kind of catch up on is. What have you guys been up to? Jake, let's start with you. What outdoor, what hunting? We'll, we'll even be that specific just to keep it quick. What hunting specific thing have uh, you been up to lately? Well, I had some deer brats for lunch yesterday. <laughs> tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, lunch. <laughs> yeah. so Going lunching hard, man. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, I've been uh, shooting my bow again. 
about July and the beginning of August, I got real busy with everything. And so I kind of fell off my everyday routine, but I'm back into it now. And I just, I really want to stay on it until hunting season. So that's what I've been working on. Um, starting to listen to all the podcasts again to kind of getting wound up for October. Um, got my hunting licenses the other day, tags, uh, so I'm all good to go there and put everything on the calendar um, for the dates I want to hunt. And I think my two big goals this year were to get the calendar figured out and then buy a tree stand and get it set up. So I bought the tree stand and I plan to set it up next weekend. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm planning to go with you as long as you can uh, wait for my schedule. So Sounds my, I might I might have you hang another one for me while we're waiting. <laughs> oh no that's good that's really good yep shooting the bow you know i was out shooting my bow the other night and i guess i'm kind of cutting in line here but i i got the worst string slap i've (laughs) ever had i mean it was like Uh, one of those like take the skin off wow i'm gonna write about that one in my diary (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, yeah. this may sound weird but my skin where it hit it like felt wet to the touch and i think it was just because my arm was like <laughs> oozing stuff from like <laughs> getting getting hit oh, so hard so i have this like giant bruise on my forearm right now actually uh, didn't i send you a picture of that alex <laughs> i i i i didn't see that no but uh, all i'm thinking about is i uh <laughs> you know i sent you my my release that yeah like broke and uh i i actually fractured my finger because of that oh, so, oh really i didn't know that i didn't know that it hurt you yeah because yeah. that release like busted and then my my string hit my finger because i was not Ooh. expecting it i didn't even i didn't have an arrow in there either i was literally just looking through my sight and uh i i pulled back on my uh on my bow and instantly that thing snapped. So my bow basically like dry fired and it dry fired right on my finger. So so it like turned black and blue and now it's like, just it's, it's a little permanently crooked, but it is what it is. Oh (laughs) man. Speaking of losing fingers, man. Yeah. I I know. I was thinking, I was thinking about mine, but it's, it's, it's not gone. It still functions, you know, so I'm okay. So did it did it wreck your bow? Did did the dry fire wreck your your limbs or your cams or anything? No, um, I got I got lucky because the because I pulled back, I was slowly basically trying to bring it back down, and that's when the thing snapped. So it wasn't at full draw when, okay, the, when the release good. snapped. Yeah, I think my my finger would have been a lot worse, but yeah, my bow would have been jacked, and oh. I would have been very upset. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bad time for that to happen. Too. Oh. I know. Well, that, that's it. I'm I'm doing the same thing you guys are. I'm shooting, and I I swapped, I swapped my arrow weight. I put different broadheads on, and I yes. well, I put the same broadheads on, but in 125 grain versus 100, and then I put a different sight on my bow. Then I had to go through the whole sighting in process, and then, you know, for that to happen, I would have had to go through all of this again to try to tune my bow, and that would have been Ugh. a disaster. And I'm like counting down. I got, I got what three weeks before I, I'm out in Arizona, so like I don't have time to go through that. <laughs> no, no, that's so. 
Well, glad you're glad you're getting getting your stuff updated. And uh, Alex uh, Earhart, your uh, your leash got a whole lot shorter now that uh, school's back in session. But uh, what have you been up to? Yeah, um, I in the last what, three weeks I've been to two banquets: one up north, the Grouse Society, and oh, cool. Grouse and Woodcock Society banquet. So that was pretty cool seeing how they do things up there. And then I had uh, in. WTF banquet last night uh went on the riverboat actually out or yeah the oh uh, that's really cool uh, celebration bell and went up and down the river a little bit as they had the banquet didn't win anything unfortunately but my dad won a nice uh tri-star 20 gauge youth uh shotgun though at the uh, grouse one that was pretty sweet oh nice <laughs> so he won that um so did that um Tomorrow gonna or no, I should say Tuesday gonna go on out and uh, get some. I don't. I'm not a tree stand guy, so I hunt from the blind with the crossbow. So, um, so I'm gonna go out and set up about four different, four or five different blinds, I think, in different areas, just depending on the wind and this and that. And uh, that's about it. Seeing ton, oh, <laughs> seeing big, big guys on the trail cam. So yeah, you've been sending me some pictures of the Salivator. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, did I send you the video of the two uh, bucks at the uh, mulberry tree? Uh, you sent me you sent me one with multiple bucks in it, but I don't know. Oh, I don't think I've seen the one with the oh, mulberry man, tree. Man, there was an eight eight point and a ten point, and they were just large, symmetrical. I mean, just really, really nice. And they were just that mulberry. They they're loving those mulberry trees. So, I mean, they 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 avoid everything else and go right to this this tree, and they they've taken it. For the lower limbs are all leaved out they're gone and, oh man they're I even mean, it was the crazy leaves, huh? they, they were just going nuts with this mulberry tree so i'm like i gotta set some blinds up near mulberry trees i'm seeing <laughs> yeah. so um but no they were there's some big i'm guessing minimum four and a half but i'm guessing more like five and a half years old they're they're yeah. big guys big bodies and everything too so well i definitely will see I definitely know there's some giants running around there. One of the biggest sheds I've ever seen in person, uh, Alex found. And, man, if you could ever catch up to the deer that dropped that or even his uh, great-grandson. Monstrous. I had um, a lady at work. Uh, her husband scores a lot of racks. So he he went, he went took it and scored it. I have the numbers somewhere. But it it was he said it was – if the other side would have been similar, close to it, similar, he said it was probably one of the biggest he's seen, if not the biggest person that he'd seen. Wow. And he was asking all about where it was. And I'm like, well, you know. <laughs> I forgot. It was in Michigan. I found it. it actually yeah. just fell out of the air and landed on my head. <laughs> I, I saw that shed from probably 100 to 150 yards away walking down. I'm like, it was just, I'm like, what is that? It's white. There's no way. And the closer I got, I'm like, oh, you are kidding me. I would have That's overlooked awesome. it because I would have thought it was a small tree. <laughs> yeah, it's a oh. cage to a cow. Yeah. yeah nine, nine points on that one, on the one side, I think it was. Whoa. Yeah, nine. Yeah. It is, uh, so, it is a thing and it's of thick. beauty. It's, it's thick. You know, I might have you send a picture of that to me, Alex, because that would be a great photo for the uh, first installment of the campfire chronicles here on the first gen hunter podcast. It's still the first gen hunter podcast. Don't worry. It's just the, the campfire chronicles series. But I think that picture of that Mondo shed would be it. And uh, as far as what I've been up to, well, you heard shooting myself in the arm, 
and uh, <laughs> I've hung a few tree stands, and I'm planning to hang another one here with with Jake here real soon. Uh, but I gotta say, folks, it's just good to get away from the the hectic craziness that is my life right now but it makes my life fun and colorful and uh um you know i wouldn't trade it for anything so don't mistake my uh, wild tales for complaining because i wouldn't tra- <laughs> i wouldn't trade it for anything and hunting season is coming oh and i should say i should say a little plug here for two of uh two of my uh, partners on the show um black ovis i am putting together even alex mr Alex Gruen here. I'm talking about Mr. Uh, uh, the other gear junkie here on our, on this episode has been impressed with what I've been able to pull off through uh black Ovis. Go ahead and tell him Alex. It's been, it's been pretty, it's been pretty fantastic. Hasn't it? Ah, I feel like every day there's, there's something you're surprising me with, but that, that tent was a, a good one. Uh, <laughs> I would say that was the, the re- most recent one. I thought that was a really good deal for a really good product. So yeah, good yeah, find. Man. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm learning from him. I'm learning from Alex. And he's like that, 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 that takes me to my second plug here. Alex from East to West hunts here. We're talking, he, he is patient enough to listen to my near daily inquiry on various products, talks me off the ledge. I'm buying the cheap junk that'll break as soon as I uh, go to, you know, lay down for the night or something. Uh, he, he's <laughs> that sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even find it on the internet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can't find your sleeping bag on the internet, you should not use that sleeping bag. <laughs> Did it have like Winnie the Pooh or something on it, or what was it no? Doing? You'd at least have been fine. You would have found that at like Walmart online. (laughs) (laughs) This thing was not existing. But anyway, so that just goes to show you Alex Gruen, East to West Hunts. Be sure you uh, link up with him. We're going on a bear hunt. Oh, and I bought a new rifle for the bear hunt too. I got that on a screaming hot deal that made Alex jealous too. So I got my, got my 30 out six, got my tent, just got a few, you know, several hundred dollars left to spend here on on necessary gear but as alex Earhart was saying you buy it right buy it once and uh you can Mm -hmm. use it again and again and so uh that's what i'm that's what i'm working on finding that and if something does go wrong they will take care of and replace it for you for free usually yes amen that's key yep amen good old lifetime unconditional warranties and so yep. uh that's what that's what we're seeking out here as first gen hunters we got to build all this gear up from the ground level remember and that's the way it is you got to find that right the, the sweet science of matching quality and price and where those two things come together then you know you got you got something to work with so yeah make sure you head over to black ovis use the link you find in this here podcast show notes also head over to first gen or sorry also head over to east of to west hunts use first gen 10 save yourself 10 percent, and get the best guy out there and i do want to say this too just to toot alex's horn even more so you know how i always talk about how alex gruen is like a human computer and uh he's kind of a nerd for this hunt planning stuff he had a major i, I don't want to give too much information away here because i don't want to let the cat out of the bag of who it was but a major player and like, uh, should we just leave that hunt navigation? Yeah, Alex? that's fair. Hunt navigation part of the industry. 
ask Alex to give them a phone call so that they can pick his brain about how to make their product, how to get it right, basically. How to, how to get their product okay. right. That's the kind that's of good. that's the kind of guy you're dealing with oh, cool. if you go over to East to West Hunts. Get Alex to set you up on where you need to be, and uh, he'll take care of you. He's he's doing it for me. He'll do it for you. No doubt about it. All right, fellas. Any uh, last things to make fun of me for or each other for before we uh, wrap down the first installment here of the Campfire Chronicles? Mm. All good here. I can't think of. I'm sure I'll have a story after next weekend. <laughs> I hope we. Awesome. I hope we uh, come away with no poison ivy next weekend. Okay. We yeah. should take your truck so you can drive. <laughs> <laughs> Jake has a Jake has an anti-driving when you're sleepy feature on his truck, known as stick shift. Oh. And uh, oh. when, when I drive stick shift, you need a neck brace. <laughs> <after you're done. laughs> I feel like you're riding a. Bucking Bronco. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, with that, let's uh, stick shift this one into the into the ending here. Head over to firstgenhunter.com, link up with uh, Alex at East West. And until next time, everyone, each and every one of you, as we wind down this hot, hot summer and get ready for hunting season, take care and take someone hunting. <laughs> <laughs>